Hi, and welcome to Trapping Radio. This is your host, Jeff Dunlap, at least the host for this week, so you're stuck with me. Um, I, uh, down, I'm in Iowa right now. I uh, came down to a funky trap line supplies and trap tags and to uh, pick up some stuff to haul back to Michigan for predator control group stuff and uh, it's like I'm a truck driver instead of a trapper some days and uh, absolutely nothing wrong with truck driving you gotta love them or we wouldn't have shit in the stores but uh, that I don't like driving that much so that's why I'm not a truck driver Um, but uh, we uh had tra- trailer troubles after we had it fixed, and it's it's been a whole freaking nightmare. We might even going back into it, but uh, this week uh, we're going to talk about trap prep, and uh, yeah, we'll get. A, I've been getting a lot of questions on trap prep and seeing comments on it, and you know, um, and this is just how I do it or my thoughts on it. A lot of this stuff, there's more than one way to do something. Uh, like you hear the expression, there's more than one way to skin a cat. I'm not sure how many ways there are to skin a cat because I only know one. But, or I guess two, feed on, feed off. But, um, you know, but you get the idea that there's multiple ways to do it. I'm just going to talk about mine and a few that I know that, uh, you know, buddies use and stuff. And ways I tried to do it and, you know, didn't didn't work out. So, um, but start with... Uh, I'll mention our sponsors. They help pay for all the costs on a lot of this stuff, and um, we really appreciate them. And uh, we only take on sponsors that uh, we feel com- com- comfortable that you know are going to be honest people. Uh, we know them very well, or they're you know we don't put them on as a sponsor. That when you order something, you're going to get that product from them, or some if it's lost in the mail, you know they're going to help you get it the best of, best that they can. Um, even though when it goes out that door, it's not their responsibility anymore. It's the, you know, the shipping service. But they always step up and help. So that's what we're we're you know looking for those kind of sponsors. Um, you know, just good people. Um, we also uh, our first sponsor is uh, F and T Freedom Outdoors. Um, you know, I, it'd be interesting to do a poll on Facebook sometimes to see what people um, thought F and T stands for. Um, not many people probably know what that is. They think probably. I'll give you a hint. Um, maybe I'll I'll announce it next week. What it, what it is, but uh, or I'll do a poll on Facebook. But um, it doesn't have anything to do with fur or trapping. So it's more more of a patriotic thing. So that give you something to think about. But uh, so we got F and T Freedom Outdoors. Um, and they have an awesome shop up there. And when you're going to the, if you're going to go up to the Nationals and you're coming up through Michigan, you know, um, if you go, you'll see a town called uh, Standish or Grayling. Either one, you get off there, you're like, you know, an hour and a half up to them. And then you're only, you know, like really half an hour out of your way, 45 minutes. And, uh, you know, they got an awesome shop. I'm probably going to shoot a video before Nationals to, you know, show. You know, I've done a live in there before, but I'll shoot another one. It's just a really remarkable store. But, you know, if you want to give them a call, they have everything you need for trapping, hound hunting, um, 
you know, a predator calling. Um, I mean, they just got everything in there. And uh, they got a whole fur room set up with uh, a bunch of fur blankets uh, on these, like, uh, I don't know, like, they're not wagon wheels, but something like a, looks like a wagon wheel thing there draped over. They're really cool. They got a window there where you can watch when the women are working, sewing and stuff. You can watch through that window, um, you know, them doing it. So it's, it's a really, really cool setup. There's nothing like it. And one thing that I was surprised by them setting up is how much fur that they sell out of there like i'll sit and i'll watch them people i'll be sitting there talking to them i'll be watching them people come in the local people and the women will come in there and they go to the fur room and they buy fur and they buy fur uh you know um you know whole furs different stuff made into furs like stuff for the bracelet furs um you know they like the furs i think that most people a lot of people, if they have access to it, will buy the first stuff. It's nice and soft. Um, people like that. Um, you know, it's beautiful. Uh, you know, it's a renewable resource, and, and people realize that. So, I mean, you're always going to have the anti-nuts people that ain't going to buy it. Um, but the general people, if they have access to that, they, they a lot of them will buy it. I was really surprised by that. Um, because the reason that everybody always calls, says, well, we need an American market. The reason there's no American market is there's no access for the general public to get it. Where would you, where would the general public, um, you know, go, go, you know, in there and get it at a reasonable cost? Most time, if there's some sort of a fur shop, it's a million dollars. You know, you go in there and buy something, they want a, a zillion dollars, like up to uh, Anchorage, um, you know, on Main Street there. You know, you go in there and everything's like crazy priced. So it's cool that they have that. And, uh, you know, so, you know, if you get up that way, check it out, watch for the videos, uh, you know, see what you'll be driving half an hour out of your way for, and you, you'll be really happy. We also have uh, funky trap line, trap trap tags and supplies. Um, you know, he's out of uh, Guthrie Center, Iowa. Um, he has a shop set up, too, where you can go in and buy stuff, um, you know, during the week. Uh, little Allen's there and takes care of it. And, uh, you know, both really good guys and uh, honest. And um, he, uh, I was over to, I'm going to tell you a story. Uh, Alan is the type of guy where you go and, and this is the type of people I like dealing with, um, which are very hard to find. Um, but Alan, I'm over to Clint's and I call him up and uh, tell him about, you know, I got two trailer loads of stuff. You know, I'm getting from Clint to haul back. And he says, uh, yeah, I can run over there. I'm like, you're like 14 hours away. If you need my help, I'll come help you. He got in his truck and drove all the way over to uh, uh, ten Knoxville, Tennessee, to haul a load for me of uh, stuff that had nothing to do with him. Just to, just because he's a friend. That's is the type of guy that Alan Sayers is. And, uh, you know, it's like I come down here, had... Uh, trailer problems coming to his place my tire one thing is the shackle broke alan fixed it for me and uh then i had hit a a cone alongside the road one of them safety cones in the construction area and uh it ripped my fender off shit alan put it right back on it looked better than new you know so i mean i mean it's just he could fix anything 
in more time he fixes it better than what it was when he originally had it but that's the type of guy you're dealing with when you call down the funkies and uh you know and deal with, with alan and um and little alan is uh the same way you know so so you know it's important i mean these people are trappers um real trappers and they're good good men so i mean that that's who i like to deal with sometimes you got to deal with shitheads that's just the way it is but when i don't have to i i definitely don't so you know those are two two of the, the sponsors that uh you know i personally deal with a lot and um we're also looking for more sponsors um so if you have a, a business in the trapping industry predator calling coon hunting whatever and you want to be a sponsor um you'll get a hold of me um and we'll see but you know we just want uh good people that are going to take care of trappers and treat them right to be sponsors on here and uh you know we'll have uh and if you don't you just won't be a sponsor on here very long because uh we just we won't put up with it so that being said um we'll go into uh you know, kind of what we're going to talk about this week. Um, well, first I'm going to start off. Sarah said I should do like the the rant of a madman. I said it's not the rant of a madman. It's the ravings of a madman. And she said ravings are, that's about a good thing. Which I'm not sure how she came up with that. And she's smarter than I am, so I don't ask. Um, but uh, in my opinion... Uh, Ravings doesn't have to be uh, necessarily a bad thing. And, uh, you know, it can be like, uh, you know, good thing or bad thing. So, I'm getting a sip of my coffee here. I, um, so, I just, I'm trying to do this as delicately as possible because, uh, you know, I'm basically trying to, what I'm trying to, going to tell you not to do, I'm trying not to do myself. So, nothing is meant to be anything other than positive. It's like, uh, with the NTA election that's going on now, it's been, you know, pretty divisive back and forth. And, you know, and, um, you know some of the people are on one side, some are on the other. Um, whoever you vote for, you vote for. You've already made up your mind. There's nothing I'm going to say or anybody else going to say probably that is going to change your mind. You you know, it is, it just, it's going to be what it's going to be. But the thing is, is uh, it, what's too bad is, is that we got to be at each other's throat and become, you know, almost like people are enemies over this. Um, you know, I mean, I could see like the main people running the shit said about them and they, they hate that. And, you know, I could see them, but the, like the rest of us, I mean, when it, when it's all said and done in another two weeks or whatever it is, I mean, we still got anti-trappers out there. I'm, uh, you know, every day attacked by them and I'm reminded that they're out there, that they don't want to see anything. I put up a video of, uh, of a bear killing a deer no human involved other than talking you know but the, the, it wasn't like a human shot anything killed anything had anything to do with any of this and them antis attacked that video so much that facebook took it down and then uh got me i don't know 
not banned on Facebook and on that account, but uh, damn near. So the thing is, is it doesn't matter to the antis um, that we are trapping or not trapping. They don't want it going on. They don't want it going on. They don't want to see stuff. They don't want the bear killing the the deer. Uh, and if it does, they don't want to see it. They are emotional beings uh, ruled by emotions. And, yeah, I mean, who, who uh, you know, wants the deer killed by the bear? And, uh, you know, that ain't my thing to have something chewed to death. You know, I mean, uh, but it is what happens out in nature. You know, I mean, it isn't where you go and have, uh, you know, the butcher do your, you know, kill or the slaughterhouse do your killing and then they took take it to the butcher shop and you get your piece of meat that was, you know, as they think, never alive. Um, you know, you're just having your killing done for you, you know. Um, you know, where we kill, our, we'll either kill or we'll kill our own stuff. I mean, they don't let you do it at McDonald's, you know, which I think is too bad. I mean, who wouldn't want to go in there and kill a bunch of kangaroos? So, anyways... They don't, you know, they don't want you to do it. They don't want us trapping. They're 100% against it. You're never going to bring them around to what we think. I mean, can they bring you around to what they think? No. You can't do it the other way either. There's people in the middle you can sway, but... So, the point being, we can't all end up uh, divided no matter who wins the election. We have to stick together. You know, and do I think that some of the associations, the state associations getting involved in all this um, are going to are making the situation worse? I absolutely do. Because you 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 want you're trying to grow your association. The only I mean, I know that they think that their job is to, uh, you know, put on these meetings and do this and that. They don't have to go to these meetings like up to the UP. They have Skype. Billion dollar companies are running their thing on Skype. Their job is not to, uh, I don't donate money to them or pay them um, or product to put on the national convention or a state convention or anything else. I pay separate money for that for tables and stuff like that. But when I'm donating it, what I'm giving them that money for, and their their only job is to protect trapping in the state of Michigan or whatever state they're in or on a national level or come into the assistance uh, on a, for the state levels. That's, that, that's it. That's really their only job. Not all this side crap. And my thing is, it's like one association gave $4,000 to one of the um, uh, candidates. Another one gave them 1000 and I'm, you know, so I'm not mentioning the names. I don't care who they gave it to, which side, or if they did it uh, uh, again next year. I don't think you should be donating $4,000 to some candidate that people donated. My question is, if you felt that led to give $4,000 to one of the candidates, how much did you give your own damn money? Did you donate? Did you match that? Give, donate 4000 I mean, if it's that important that you're protecting trapping, like you say... I mean, uh, why don't you donate? Why didn't? Why don't you donate four thousand dollars of your own money? You know, not the associations. So, you know, uh, the, the thing is, uh, I just don't agree with it. I don't agree with giving that money out to anybody but a, a, an attorney or or somebody where we're fighting for the rights of trapping. 
That's the only way. Because I feel that either man that wins, do I have uh, differences with both of them? Yeah. You know why? Because I'm human and they're human and they have thoughts and I have thoughts and we all have thoughts and everybody is not going to match up 100%. It's just the way it is. Nobody gets along all the time. So do I think that either one of them men that are elected will do everything in their power to protect trapping to the best of their ability. I absolutely do. So on that, which is the only job they really have to do, I don't see we're giving taking $4,000 out of the kitty and giving it to the person to send out letters, how that's benefiting trapping. I just don't see it. Giving it to the post office, I don't see it. And it doesn't matter if you gave it to the other guy or gave it to 10 other people, I don't care. It's the point of the matter. So the only thing is, you know, uh, we cannot become enemies over this. I've made up my mind. I, a lot of the people that did that, I really respect them, and I really do like them. I think they're 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 good people. Um, I just don't agree with them. But I made up my mind I'm not being enemies over this. And, uh, you know, because when it's all said and done, we need each other. There's not, uh, you know, like uh, the NRA has millions of members. We don't have that. In any association, all added together. So, you know, it's important that we stick together. And uh, when this is all said and done, you know, come together. Like the country has never been able to do with a, any president that we've elected in the last how many years? You know, it's always divisive, back and forth, back and forth. It's been like that since John got elected. The other side isn't happy he's in there. It's been divisive. John pissed off the wrong woman, and, and, and he's been dealing with it ever since. So this has to stop, or the trappers have to, we have to step up and take and get into these positions. If these guys can't, can't handle it, we'll just have to, you know, run for the elections, and we'll, you know, uh, uh, regular, the regular trappers out there will just have to start taking over the positions and stepping up and doing them, you know, including myself. So, you know, I mean, if they can't get past it. Because we've allowed this stuff to go on in Washington D.C. and at the state levels, and you know, and look at it's, it's turmoil. There, if, if we all could get on the same page, and we all aren't going to get along all the time, you're, we're going to have fights. But if we all get where we're headed, the, at least in the same direction, fight each other a little bit on the sides, but keep heading in the same direction. There's nothing we really can't do. I mean, we're powerful all together, but like this, we're not powerful. Is it any one person's fault? No. So, uh, you know, I just, I, I, I know everybody's not always going to get along. There's there's uh, money involved. There's uh, what people think they have power when they're in these groups. But I don't see what power you have. But they, they think it's like power or recognition or something. And, uh, but, you know, it, it isn't, you know. Everybody in the world knows who you are, or everybody, every trapper in the world knows who you are. Nobody knows who you are. We're a small group, you know. We're just all the same, you know, and we need each other. So let's just, uh, you know, all quit this and try and, you know, get uh, not be in a, some big battle about all this stuff. And, uh, and for the people that are running for president, yeah, I would feel the same way. You know, I would, I would, I would hate the person that said that shit about me and a lot of the other people. I would, but 
You know, I mean, nobody said anything about me. Nobody said anything about you. There's no reason why we can't support who we're going to support, vote for them, and then be friends afterwards. You know, we don't have to be enemies because we we don't have enough we don't have enough trappers to to have enemies with each other. So, anyways, I uh, that was my kumbaya moment. Normally, I'm all fire and brimstone on, uh, you know, let's destroy the other side. And, but there is no other side to destroy because they're, they're on the, want the same thing we want, you know. So we can't have no sides. So anyways, on the, uh, the trap prep, and, and one other thing is, uh, you know, join your local association, um, you know, I mean, you, you, if you're not involved, you, you, uh, you know, you can complain. They don't really care when you complain as a member, but, you know, at least you got, you say I'm a member complaining. Um, I've complained as a member and a non-member, and it usually ends up both the same. But, but you know what? I'm a member. I, I threw my number in there with everybody else's, and, uh, you know, we, uh, that's all, that's all we can do. That's all you can do is join, be a member, donate if you can, donate time, money, whatever. And uh, there's really nothing else you can do. So I guess that's about as far as I'm going to go on that. Uh, you know, then I'm getting myself shish kebab by, by uh, Sarah. So one thing that a lot of times I, I take into consideration um, I didn't used to do this, but, uh, you know, if I'm going to piss a match with somebody, how it affects her, you know, um, and what she has to deal with, you know, behind the scenes and stuff. And so on this deal, I apparently didn't take that advice, but I don't think I said anything <laughs> that bad that she's going to kill me over, but, oh, well, I'm in trouble every day, so, uh, as far as the, like the trap prep and stuff, um, I guess it's going to depend on, you know, what what trap I'm using and what am I going to be using it for. Let's say like I'm going to be using a dog-proof trap. Um, the main thing that I always do with the trap prep is I'll go and. Like, let's say, let's start right in the beginning where we take, let's say, uh, you know, like a Freedom brand or a Duke dog proof trap. We take it out of the box. I have went and set them out just like that in Cocoon. You know, I mean, I also have went and I like this better because when you, you when you're taking them out of the box, setting them out on the line, you still got that greasy shit all over you. So, I mean, I personally don't like that. Um, so what I do is I'll take them traps out of the box. I'll put them, like, in a five-gallon bucket. I'll take... And I got videos of this. Uh, videos of doing this on YouTube somewhere. Um, but I'll take a five-gallon bucket. I'll take the DPs or whatever trap, put them in the bucket. I'll take one gallon of clean the white cleaning vinegar, 
They got like 5%. I, the, that'll work fine. I usually try and find the 6% because it's about the same price. It's got a little bit more higher acidity in it. I dump it in there. I, then when I put the whole gallon in, fill the bucket up with water, just, you know, hose water or whatever, and I'll let it sit. Usually you come out there the next day, and we, you'll see it bubbling. That's the you'll know it's working. But uh, you want that water covering, all the way covering the traps. Um, some bigger traps, you'd have to use two buckets. But so what you got is the next day you come out, and you'll see a, a grease ring around the top of that bucket right at the water line. And you'll know that you, you know, that grease is off there. And um, you can, uh, at that point, you can take baking soda if you want to neutralize the, you know, the acid on it. You can take baking soda, dump it in there, and then, you know, rinse them off and it neutralizes that acid. I generally don't do that. You know, um, I'll just get it out, get it out and I'll... You know, I'll go and spray down with the hose, and then I'll just kind of set them out there because I want to get a little coating of rust on them a lot most of the time. And if it's getting rain, I'll just leave them out there and let it rain on them. And when it starts drying, you know, they really start rusting. If it's, it's going to be real dry, I'll take that hose and hit them throughout the day a few times, just kind of splash the water over them. Um, and that gets gets that rusting action going, and it'll, it'll start rusting. And um, so, when I when I go from that, then it's going to depend on. All right, so you got any kind of trap? That's what I do. You know, whether it's a coyote trap, a beaver trap, a dog proof trap, whatever. You know, and in this case, we're using was using dog proof traps. So. That's the process I use. I mean, we have used um, in the past uh, Drano uh, when it was in the metal can. We, um, you know, we used uh, you know the acid. Um, you know, you know, add acid to water. Do what you oughta. You know, um, so you know I've used different things. This is the safest where I don't feel like I'm going to be burning all my clothes up uh, or blowing myself up. So. You know, or blinding myself. So, and it, you know, it, it works. It works great and just safer. Um, but so after that process, you took them out. You got a little bit of coating of rust. You're gonna want more rust if you're gonna be, you know, trying to dye them and wax them. Um, you know, so I leave them a little bit longer if you're gonna dye and wax. If like if we're using the dog-proof traps, what I'm gonna do is because the first coon you catch. The first coon you catch, the whatever you have on there, either all or most of it's coming off. All right. So if you spend three hours decorating this trap, the first catch, it's it's already you know massacred. Whatever you put on there, paint wise, whatever. Um, so you know uh, what I usually do to protect the trap, keep it firing a little bit faster, is. You know, take some, dip it in full metal jacket and, you know, hang them up. It's real quick. Um, you know, I mean, you, you know, there's different kinds of dips you can use. You know, that one's, uh, you know, easy for me to use. And so that's what I use on them. And, uh, you know, just to stop them from rusting. And uh, then I go and 
hang them up, and then let them dry, and they're, you know, ready to go out and set. Um, you know, and that that full metal jacket seems to stay on them a little bit better than what, you know, like, uh, you know, spray painting them does. I've I painted them and then used full metal jacket. You know, it doesn't seem to it doesn't seem to matter. The coon don't care. Um, you know, and basically when you're waxing your trap or any of that, what you're doing is is you're protecting your investment. That's what you're doing. You're you're keeping it from rusting away into you know uh, either nothing or or just junk. Um, so you know, I mean, that's what you what and it'll keep your trap, you know. Uh, firing faster you know if it's clean if you take a rusty trap and set it a real rusty one and then fire it and then you do the same thing with a you know well taken care of trap you're you will see a difference in the reaction of that trap you know uh, the firing and everything else so that i mean that's that's why i do it you know i think uh, a lot of times people you know think it's for scent control and this and that but i mean in the end that's why you're doing it um you know the the dying you know you're you're doing that for you know uh to give that coating on that trap also to protect your your investment and you know that it takes a lot of that the the junk off of it and coats it and uh you know and also for the coloring you know but uh you know if you're land trapping you know the coloring means nothing it doesn't matter if you have fluorescent orange traps or you know blue traps or whatever or purple traps or pink traps it doesn't matter they're underground you know so so for dps that's all i do um you know uh for coyote trapping i uh have done it many different ways i still like to um use logwood dye you know and uh and wax you know you take the logwood dye put it in there just get it boiling you know, you got your rusted traps where, like these new ones we're talking about, a lot of times it's not even worth putting them in the, doing the dye because they won't take on that first dip. What you've got to do is, is a lot of times the first year, like if you get new traps and you're going to dye and wax, you don't even worry about dyeing them. Um, you just, you know, put them in the wax and wax them and, you know, that'll be good enough. Um, you're protecting an investment, keeping the it off of them. One thing with the waxing that went back to, you know, was in the old days when they used a lot of lot of uh, you know salt on the traps. You know, in the winter time, you know, they would salt them because of you know that that salt eats up them traps. So you know, if you salted your traps, they weren't like uh, all rusted together in the springtime. But uh, as far as uh, I, like I said, I still like using the wax and the dye. Um, so covering that, you know, part of it on the waxing and stuff like that. Um, also, also, you know, there's different methods you can use. It's like, um, you know, for your land traps or water traps is, uh, you know, and there, there's def different things you can do for both, and some are effective, some aren't. It's like full metal jacket I'm not going to use on my water traps because it'll bubble up, turn white, you know. So 
you know, I'm just using that on my land traps. Um, <clears throat> but, you know, it's like uh, speed dip. You know, I've used speed dip uh, quite a bit years ago. I don't use it anymore because um, the gas doesn't seem to cut it um, the way that it used to. Uh, I know you can get, uh, you know, different types of uh, higher octane gas. And, you know, um, I've had too many bad experiences with it. So I don't I don't use speed dip anymore. Um, there's always like a smell to it I can't get off. Um, you know, so I mostly used it for water trapping. You know, and it, it was a when I could get it to cut right, it was they were really good for the traps. You know, I mean, I've went and uh, used um, for land traps and water traps. You know, used uh, uh, oil-based paints. You know, they have different colors. I've you know got you know John Deere green. I've got brown and you know whatever happened to trip my trigger at the time. Um, and I just, you know, you cut it with, uh, you know, paint thinner. Um, you know, I've cut it 50-50 before. I've cut it, uh, you know, two to, two gallons of paint to one gallon of, uh, paint thinner. So half gallon to, of paint thinner to a gallon, um, which is a little thick. Um, cause you want to make sure when you're, if you're doing any of that dipping, you got it right because you know, it'll get gum up your, um, pans and all that stuff and you don't want it to gum up because I did a, a bunch of muskrat traps one and a half Duke and Victor one time and that was a real pain in the ass you know where that, that paint set up over the summer um, cause I did them in the spring and it, it set up and then I couldn't move the, <laughs> the freaking pans so um, I end up I, I still got some of them that uh, are like that and that's a long time ago I did them you know, some of them I busted loose and, you know, thinking back on that, what an idiot. <laughs> so, you know, you want to test a couple traps when you get started doing this to, you know, you know, to make sure that you're not going to have the same problem because it's a pain in the ass. Especially, you know, I had lots of traps. If you only had a dozen traps, um, you know, and you put yourself right out of commission um, for a little bit anyways. That's the other thing is, is if you've been using something, you know, anything in the trapping, I don't wouldn't switch over to anything. Somebody told me start using, uh, you know, let's say logwood dye. And I had been using something else with success, but I thought it would be a little bit easier. I wouldn't switch everything over. I would do a couple traps like that and then try it and see how I liked it. Um, you know, because you're making a full commitment on something you don't even know nothing about. Um you know, by doing all your traps. I mean, even buying new traps, I never go out and sell all my ones and buy, you know, like uh, new new alphas because of the fact, uh, you know, that I like the looks of them or whatever. I'll, I'll buy a dozen or two dozen and try them on my line, but I'm not going to, you know, switch all the way over until I've tried them. I want, I want to see that there's not going to be any problems. Any more than normal. There's always going to be problems. Um, so... That being said, uh, you know, I don't use a speed dip too much anymore. Um, you know, you got, you know, quite a few different products. I like the snare one from uh, New Sterling, you know, because you can dip the stuff today, hang it up, let it dry. Um, you know, initially it needs multiple coats. Um, it quick, you know, if I did it now, I'd wait half an hour, it'd be dry, dip it again, you know, and then, you know, 
you'll get it. Um, I can't remember. I think it's the brown. It uh, has like a green tint to it, and I really like that look on the traps. Does it make a difference, you know, on most of the traps? No, <laughs> but I like it. You know, they're, it looks cool in the back of the truck. Um, nobody else is seeing it except for me, Sarah, Jeff Haggerty, or Nick Ernie, or somebody like that. Uh, so, you know, it's only me that thinks it's cool. Um, but, you know, I do like that snare one. Uh, it's gotten really pricey, um, you know, but, uh, you know, sometimes if you want something good, you got to pay for it. Um, you know, they got the Dakota line dip, uh, and other ones like that. And, you know, I, I've used Dakota line dip, um, you know, like if I was lazy and didn't get the shit done in the spring, and if we started rusting throughout the summer, and I just want to do something quick, I would do that. And, you know, because the, I've used it before, and it scratches off real easily, it, it is a very good quick fix, um, but it's not going to take the abuse like uh, Snare One, in my opinion. You know, other people might have different opinions. That's just mine. That's been my experience, that it scratches off real easily. Um, but that thing being said, it, you know, where something touches it it'll scratch off it isn't necessarily where all of it's gone your most of your trap is still protected so it, it's doing what it was designed to do um you know just it's chips off more than i like but you know either one of them you know is real good you know for for, for water trapping and it's a quick thing um you know i use spray paint um you know i take and put the traps down the ground and have one over the top of it i'm spraying so that all the residue hits down below it um you know then just hang them up and they they cure out real you know pretty quick um you know water trapping you know as soon as they're dry you can go set them water trapping land trapping you know i've i've done it and caught stuff within three days but that was not what usually what i do i want to do it in the spring give it months to cure out um you know so but you know I, I i would feel most comfortable at two or three weeks of letting it cure out rather than like i say i have done it in three days when i was in louisiana they stole all my traps i had to order new ones for texas on a paid job i had no choice you know i had to do something and uh you know and it worked um will it work every time Probably not, <laughs> but it did that time. Good enough that the landowner was happy, so that was all I all that mattered. So there's multiple, you know, different ways of you know, you know, taking care of your traps. I mean, there's, you know, if you're just starting out trapping, it, you know, it's it's hard to say tell you what you would want to you know exactly do that this is the set in stone because there's nothing set in stone you know um there's guys that use speed dip and love it there's uh, guys and girls that uh use dakota line stuff and they love it they some will only say well i'm just going to use logwood dye and wax and they love it you know um so you know they all work it's just what do you have the confidence in that is is the best product for you you know sometimes you just got to spend money if you can't figure it out ahead of time spend money to try the next thing you know do them all one way this year and if you don't like it try a different way you know gather more information um but you know it's like uh 
you know, using uh, the snare one. You know, you just, uh, you know, mix equal. It's, it's simple. You just mix, uh, and then I think the coda line's the same way, where you take the lid off of the gallon, dump it in the thing, and I put it in a five-gallon bucket, and then you put a gallon of water right on top, you know, and then, you know, mix the shit out of it. So, you know, I mean, it, it, it's pretty user-friendly, um, you know, and easy to use. But, um, you know, then, you know, what I don't do, especially like with, uh, let's say, full metal jacket, because there's a chemical smell when you pull them out on a lot of these, you know, um, so what you want to do is, is all these different ways with full metal jacket or any of them is, you know, hang them up, let them air out and especially if you're painting them and just let them air out outside. Don't, if you throw like full metal jacket traps in a box and then put the lid down, when you open that, it's still going to have that chemical smell months later. It has to be where you let it air out. Um, you know, the other thing is, is uh, if you just dye your traps, if you go out and just say, well, you know what, I'm just going to dye my traps. They look great, but you, that rust will start, as, as water hits them, the, that rust will start, you know, coming through. And pretty soon they'll be back, you know, where it looks real good dyed in one spot, and then it'll be rusty in 27 other spots. You know, with the wax, you don't have that problem. So that's, uh, you know, the different things that I have used and you and do, um, well, you want, you know, and, you know, hopefully it helps somebody out there that's just getting into trapping. Um, you know, you, if you're just getting into it, you don't want to wax your, uh, any of the Conor Bears. Uh, it doesn't matter what, what brand you don't want to wax them. I heard about one guy up to Maine that, you know, he waxes all his, I think it was Maine. No, it wasn't. It was North Carolina. And, uh, there ain't no way in hell I'm waxing mine. No way in hell. I don't. I don't wax my uh, dog proof or uh, my uh, dogless traps or my conibears. Either one. And we were me and my brother one time were we had about I don't know we could use two twenties on state line in Michigan. And then we had about two hundred two twenties stacked up, mostly Dukes, and the wind was blowing that way, and we're doing traps and. You know, land traps, and we were doing the, you know, we had dyed them, and then we were going to start waxing them, and the wax, you know, bubbled over, you know, and does like it does, it shoots up in the air. Anyways, uh, the wind caught that, unbeknownst to us at that time, and shot all that mist right over. They were quite a ways away. My dad had told us to move them, but we didn't, and he just, he didn't tell us why he just said you guys should move them well he's seen the wind blowing that way and we were uh you know a couple of idiots gonna be bubbling up them you know that wax and it was gonna blow over there on them 220s it was years it seemed like finally i we ended up selling them uh, i couldn't get it off i tried to burn it off i tried everything to get it off uh wax be gone from blackies um you name it i've tried it to get it off them traps and they, I'd be I'd have a conibear bear set out in the federal land and I would walk back be just about back of the truck and I'd hear bang that damn thing would go off um I'd walk you know you, your choice is walk back over there and set it or walk back over there and set it tomorrow and you know you ain't got nothing so you know you're committed to walk back over there 
um, you know, towards the end of season when you're tired, you probably just sleep until the next day. I mean, that's, you know, like if that's a 10th time that's happened to you, it's, you know, and things are getting, getting lazy towards the end. But, um, but, uh, so you, if you're just starting out or if you're an experienced trapper, watch that wind. If you're going to wax and dye your traps, when you're doing that wax, make sure that, that wax, that wind isn't blowing towards your pile of, uh, conibears because you might be sorry for a long time. And, um, I know I was, my brother was too, but, uh, I, uh, had a, had a, everything you learn trapping is either learned by uh, having to pay or by blood. <laughs> Those are generally the two ways that you pay uh, trapping, you know, but, uh, you know, you remember them things and, uh, you know, some things you choose to, you know, help other people with. And I'm hoping some of my bad mistakes and stuff will, you know, help some of you not do the same thing that I've done. Yeah. Well, I guess we're going to close there. Uh, if uh, anything I can do to help you, you know, just uh, shoot me a message and, you know, I'll uh, uh, help you the best I can. Um, I don't definitely don't have all the answers to everything. If I don't know, I'll I just say I don't know and I'll try and get you hooked up with somebody that does know. Um, so. I appreciate everybody tuning in, and uh, I'll see you next week.